Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. before she turned five, she literally came up to me in her little four-year-old self-assured sense. And she said, mama, I'm ready now. Wow. So I pulled that out again. I was like, are we going to have another tantrum today? I pulled out the stuff and it was bliss. (laughs) She was emotionally ready. She was cognitively ready. And she was a reader within days, right? Wow. By the time she was seven, she was reading books written for 11-year-olds and it was just her thing. Um, if I had kept pushing, 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 because I'm the mom, yeah. I, our, our relationship would have been damaged. She would have hated reading, even though she could have done it. Um, but I would not have gotten that wisdom on my own, right? I, it, I think in you know in the throes of parenting, we get so busy, we get so stressed, we can forget that we need to set, spend time and take the time first thing every day, whatever it is before we go to bed, to really be in prayer. Yeah, because if we're not we're going to miss the forest for the trees in our own fallen wisdom. <laughs> well, this is true. We had, thank you for sharing that. We have one, as we're wrapping up, we had one of our children. Um, they really love animals. Uh, actually, two of them do really a lot. And the other one is just her, her own individual, which is hilarious. <laughs> but the two of them. There's always kids, one. <laughs> there's always one, right? So they, they both love animals really well. But one child in particular was has, has loved the Dr. Doolittle the original ones, the, you know, the real thick ones just dives into them and just knows all these things about animals naturally. So it's probably nature smart, right? That's probably, I would say so. Yeah. Because they're just highly motivated by just telling me all, tells us all kinds of things and will get angry if I don't buy one of those National Geographic books. I said, in my mind, because you think about your preferences, I'm saying you're not going to sit and read this book and care about this book, but gets mad about it, says, I'll get my own money then. And then I get, they get it. I get it for them. And within days, they're recalling all this stuff. They've read through the whole thing and they're telling me, oh, you know. So anyway, there was a, a, a book that was also about, uh, so it's a, they, I have, this is the one I'm working with in homeschool. So it's a literature-based curriculum. And uh, I realized that some of the books that they had were not as, that's why I love how you pointed out, you know, it's, it, it is, you do, you put in what works for you and you take out what doesn't work for you. There's no connection of you have to read, not, you know, fiction writing and have to write poetry and, you know, all this, you know, creative writing skill is, is a must for you to be a well-rounded that, that is again, the square peg going into the circle. But the, uh, there was a book that I, I, I put in a lot of memoirs and biographies because I want them to read people from the time frame rather than them just reading about wars as a prompt to know about a time frame. It just seemed weird to me that it was, oh, what is this general and what, what, how, but when it was story, when it was connected to a story, so he's reading about the world's smartest horse, which I had never heard of. And and this guy was like a real life Dr. Doolittle. They came from the world's fair. It's the fascinating story about the uh, beautiful Jim Key, um, this, this horse, 
this and this man trained this horse the horse was able to go pick up the letters and spell words the horse was able to cite you know scripture through spelling it on the it was just this crazy thing i never had heard before but he's telling me about it and he's telling me about the time frame unconsciously as as my child talks to me about he's saying oh yes and this is uh the late 1800s and this was going on and then there was this and 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 most of their friends were going through and i'm like this is to me a more meaningful connection to history than it would be if I were to just sit down and say, now tell me about who was, <laughs> you know, this, right. what and happened in Virginia on. <laughs> yeah. Or here, take this test. I mean, honestly, really? <laughs> so I love the, I love the permission that's granted in the uh, tool that you've created for parents to, to help them go forward. I mean, consistent resource. And can you now point them, uh, talk to our, uh, uh, our audience about uh, some of the things you're working on currently, or is there more work? What can they expect from, from you on this? Uh, what, is, there, is there more to come out of this work, or are you working on something else in the kitchen as well? My husband has said, when's the next book coming out? So, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see if um, I do have an idea. Um, it probably working title, uh, tips and tricks to homeschool, um, like for low cost or no cost, because yes. I know that's an issue. So it'd be more practical tips. Um, and that's, you know, the idea that I've got floating around. Um, and I'm always working on the roadmap. So I'm yes. always adding and editing so that when you go there, it should be up to date. Um, and because that's just an ongoing thing. Um, and then about a year ago, a local friend and I opened up a homeschool parent resource center in my community. Um, but we also have a podcast through that. So we reach kind of beyond our community. And um, that's been really fun to, to, in my community, talk to people who want to homeschool but feel stuck. You know, what is yeah. it in their situation that we can help them with? Um, and then the podcast has just been a neat way to do outreach. Um, and one of the things that goes along with that, she and I are both saying to other veteran homeschoolers, you know, maybe, maybe you homeschooled all the way through, your kids are almost done or they're done, become a mentor. Don't yes. just be done and go on because now we have time, right? Yes. Now, when my grandbaby gets born, I don't know if I'll have time because yes. my time's going to go there. But right now I have time, right? So I was poured into by people who were mentors and veterans when I was young. And so my calling and Jenny uh, is my colleague at the homeschool loft, which is the center we have. Our calling is to now pour into other parents. I love it. And you don't have to have a center. I mean, we, we happen to have this little space. Um, you can, I was doing it in coffee shops, just meeting one-on-one -on -one with people before we opened this up. And you can, if you're, if you have one year experience as a homeschooler, you're that much more experienced than the new person, right? Yeah. So, so don't just, you know, focus on your family. Your, your kids are your priority. That's your ministry. That's your calling. Yes. But you have some time where you can, you know, incrementally pour in to other people. I, I told some of uh, the parents who I knew that were longtime homeschoolers when everything went to distance learning and then parents were trying to figure out what to do for the fall and yeah. said, you know, maybe because that some of them weren't satisfied with what they saw with the distance, it kind of put a sour taste in their mouth. So they say, you know what, I'll just do it myself. And so yeah. I, I was telling the parents who I knew that were at raised avid homeschool. I said, this is your shining moment <laughs> to be able to because people are looking for an answer right now. And this is when you can emerge and you can, you know, a group of you can come forth. And I love that word mentoring because people right now are still, I don't believe the dust has settled from all the changes that are going on. So just creating the option. 
And I love that the resource. So can you t- talk about where people can find you? How can they find you? How can they find your work? And, and how can they get a hold of where can they purchase? Uh, they can go to Amazon for that or, or okay. Barnes and Noble or you found it in Barnes and Noble, I think, right? You said? Yes, yes ma'am. Yep. yep. Uh, it's on Christian book distributors. So pretty much any place books are sold, I think you can find the book. Um, my website, which I have a link to the book there as well, is called the Homeschool Resource Roadmap, uh, uh, homeschoolroadmap.org. Um, and then my, my podcast is on our website. You can reach it out of there. It's called the Homeschool Loft. So that is homeschoolloft.com. And we have a link to our podcast episodes there if they, if they want to hear. We have endeavored to interview a whole bunch of really neat veteran experienced homeschool people. So we've got about 50 episodes out already. And, uh, and that's not my wisdom. It's just, we've been able to tap in and to other people's wisdom. So what, and what for, for, uh, any of the audience, are there any, um, do you have any, uh, people that have really inspired you in this work that are, have really inspired you? You want to shout out any of the ones that have inspired you in either parenting, homeschooling, or just education in general, where they've helped pull out some things that have really been insightful to you? Huh? All right, quick shout out. <laughs> um, if you're thinking about homeschooling, but you need, you feel like you need some motivation um, to know about the history of public schooling to kind of get you going there, like you, you see something's not right, but you're not sure, read anything by John Taylor Gatto. G-A-T-T-O. I just thought that name as soon as you keep going. I love the Right. But you know what? He was a public school teacher and he yeah. decided to do the research into where the system came from. Again, it's not about teachers. It's about the system. And yeah. he's like, this is a psychotic system. It's not teachers. It's the system. Yeah. But I didn't know about it until I was out of the system. And his work is great. He's He's gone to be with the Lord. So, you know, he's not around anymore, but his work is. Um the very first parenting slash homeschooling book I read was um, For the Children's Sake by Susan Schaefer Macaulay. She's the daughter of Francis Schaefer, who um, was a really key apologist in the 60s and 70s. Oh, yeah. um, that's just a sweet book. Um, the Joy of Relationship Homeschooling by Karen Campbell. That is also a really, really wonderful one. And um a recent one that we interviewed her, two recent ones, we interviewed these people on our podcast, A Homeschool Bravely by Jamie Erickson. Okay. Um, if you're like, I don't want to do this, but I think I should, but I don't want to, and I'm scared, read her book. <laughs> yes. And then um, another new one, The Four Hour School Day by Dorinda Wilson. Um, and she's a veteran homeschool mama, and she has written lots of books, but that's her most recent one. And it'll kind of show you how homeschooling can be so efficient that yes, you want to be excellent and pour into your kids and not shirk your responsibility, but it doesn't have to take all day, every day. And a lot of tips and tricks for that. So I love it. Uh, what, oh, as we're uh, wrapping up, what would you say? Because uh, the purpose of our podcast and our show is to help people bring a return on the, their, in, on the investment of their creator. We want people in, in every area that's business, that is life, that's finance and parenting, marriage and whatever walk of life people find themselves in, we believe in that. What, what can, you, can you say in your own words what you believe making your child a CEO of their own destiny means? Mm. Like you said, children are not vessels to be poured into you know, with other things. They've got their God-given 
strengths, abilities, purpose, calling in life. Our job as a parent is to, first of all, we have to understand that God gave us our kids because he trusts us and he believes in us and he expects us to pull that out, right? Mm -hmm. So we have the confidence of the father that he gave us our kids for a reason. (laughs) Um, So our responsibility is to draw that out, like you said, to light that fire, to help them to see what their calling is. And it's a supreme responsibility. It's also a supreme joy. Think about what a blessing that is that we get to do that and try to think positively about that, even though there are hard moments, because my kids are adults now. The days are long, but the years are few. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Tina. Uh, Any last things you want to say to our audience as we're closing out? Um, No, I just think love on your kids and, and just take them as the blessing they are, even in the hard moments. Eight great smarts for homeschoolers. Tina Hollenbeck, this is a great interview. Get this resource, check out her website, get more information. You can, for all things Tina, you can go to, is it the homeschool resource map? Homeschool resource roadmap. Homeschool resource roadmap dot. Homeschoolroadmap.org is okay, the URL. Okay, homeschoolroadmap.org. I want to make sure it's good. It's going to be put on the screen and all that, but homeschoolroadmap.org for all things Tina. Follow her on. Go check out the podcast. Give some feedback. Get engaged in the conversation. Get active. We want people to be mobilized, to be able to strategically have impact in their family's life. We want to see families flourish. So thank you for your time and may God bless you in your journey. Shalom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.